welcome to some nerds have a podcast what's your name i was waiting for the, <laughs> the straight cisgendered male to like start us off like he usually does no and he didn't do that he failed to do that no. so he failed in his duties as a cis Se- straight seizing, male seizing the means um, of opening the so, podcast well yeah so, um so 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 what's your name elise and what's your name? Damn it. <laughs> you were supposed to do a thing. Anyway, I'm what, was the, what, what was the bit that you wanted me to do? Because you should have been like Alexander Hamilton. Uh, oh, let's try that again. <laughs> no, you've ruined That's it way now. better. You've ruined it now twice. <laughs> I'm moving on. Uh, no. So my name's it. Alex. This is Nick. <laughs> what's your name? Alexander Hamilton. Yay! We did it! <laughs> Hooray! Um, because apparently I was the last theater American theater major in the country to have seen fucking Hamilton. But now you've seen it. But now I've seen it. So now um, we as a nation can move on. <laughs> <laughs> move on. We're done. Hamilton is over, people. The long like, national nightmare is over. <laughs> We can move on from the... When Manuel's Manuel Miranda's iron grip on our country has come to an end. No longer stuck in the, what, 1790s? Oh, it goes through the 1800s. It goes, yeah, it goes the early, for a while. Early 1800s. Because they had the election of 1800, which yeah. leads to Hamilton's death. Um, Spoiler. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. So we had to talk oh, yeah. about this. We had to... Okay, so... I'm sorry. Today's episode is going to be Elise's. Lisa has too many thoughts about Hamilton, like five fucking years too late. I mean, we talked about um, I had a whole episode almost about Avatar: The Last Airbender, and that show's been off for like off the air for ten years, a decade. Yeah. We're, we're, um, we're on brand. We're so yes. <laughs> we're, we're we're on brand and off trend. Um, but anyway, so fucking uh, fucking Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton. Um, I was the last theater major in America to see it. We saw it last night. Um, we saw the national touring company of it. Um, which is why great. we're recording on a Thursday. Which is why we're yes. recording on Thursday. And I'm going to hate myself in a few hours when I have to edit this. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. You saw Hamilton. Um, I saw <laughs> Hamilton. Hamilton. Um, okay, so like on our way into the theater, I swear to God, the family in front of us started talking about spoilers for Hamilton. Like, don't spoil it. And it's like, your 11th grade American history class spoiled this shit for you. What are you talking about, people? Like, yeah, yeah, he dies at the end. You want to know why? Because he was born in the 18th century. They all dead now. Also, Aaron Burr shot him. Also, they say that in the first three minutes of the fucking play. Like, how do you not, how do you not know this by now? I, like, I... There was a time I list. I have listened to the original Broadway cast recording of Hamilton, the OBC, as it were, so many fucking, fucking times. So many fucking times. I know that play so goddamn well, except I didn't apparently at all, um, which was really funny because I thought <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought the act drop came in a different spot, and so we got to the point where um, the king had his uh, had his first reprise of his solo. And I was like, oh, this is where the play ends. And then I kept going and I was like, oh, fuck. Do I know nothing about Hamilton? Oh, God. How much longer are we in here for? What, like, what is the outside world beyond <laughs> Hamilton? Beyond this rap, uh, rap pop rock opera of, uh, of creation. Anyway, um, the hip hopera, the hip hopera that took America by storm. Hip hop anonymous. Um, 
hippopotamus. Anyway, some of the, li- the some of the rhymes. I am sorry. This is not a, a hot take, but like some of those rhymes sound like they dropped straight out of uh, like Schoolhouse, Schoolhouse Rock. Rock. Yeah, and it's like they were called the Federalist Papers, and you're just. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then it was like really. In, yeah. in fairness, I don't think that um, that that Schoolhouse Rock ever said "fucking Democratic Republicans." No, it's motherfucking Mo- yeah. motherfucking de- Democratic Republicans. Um, Jesus. Oh God. I, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. So anyway, we can saw we the... start with how there's no kick line in the in there's King no George's... fucking kick line in <laughs> King George's solo. Which also, that actor misinterpreted because the whole fucking joke is that it's a romance song about how he's going to kill everybody if they don't listen to him. So, yeah. Qu- what's yeah. a oh, kick God. line? It's where all the, the oh my chorus God, comes in. Oh, that's kick and line. And they start okay. like, like holding onto each other and kicking their legs up in gotcha. the air. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I know now. The word eluded me. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> okay. So, so, so yeah, I, I've listened to the soundtrack religiously, but I hadn't really, like, and I've seen stills from the production. But I haven't seen I hadn't seen a lot of the blocking and I knew what like the set looked like and I knew that there was like a rotating set. Um, there was like a rotating stage in the middle, which is really interesting. And I like the way that they use it. And it's, it's very fascinating. It's beautifully done. The lighting design like years, probably not even years from now. Like I am sure that lighting design has been taught in classes. You know, <laughs> people have been like, and this is how you use lighting and this is how you use lighting motifs. And this is how you use gobos and all that other shit. And like, I'm sure, I am sure Hamilton has been taught in theater classes in America by this point. But anyway, where was I going? What was I talking about? So yeah, the king, the king's solo, like didn't have a kick line, which I thought was bullshit. And then um, he like sang it, but he sang it really gruffly. And it's like, no, like that you're missing the joke. The joke is you're supposed to sing really sweetly and you have all of these lines that are about how I'm going to kill everybody that, you know, I'll send an arm. Uh, what is it? An arm battalion to remind you of my love. Da, 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 da. Like that's it's supposed to be sweet and it's supposed to be an inversion of um, it's supposed to be like an inversion of the charm song. You know, from from the golden age of musicals, there's always like a charm song. And it's usually like the plucky little, you know, the plucky girl like sings like a song about how like one day I'll find my dearie or whatever. And and it's supposed to be an inversion of that. And if you do it too gruffly, then like it it loses the joke Um, from a dramaturgical standpoint. I kept wanting there to be a meaning and a rhyme and a reason for when they use the rotating stage. And there was it was when it looks cool, (laughs) when it looks cool. Then we use the rotating stage because they don't use it in every scene. They only use it in some scenes. And so I was like, oh, maybe the rotating stage is supposed to mean like supposed to stand in for progress. The world turned upside down. (laughs) But no, no, no. It's just it's like, oh, it's like when it when it looks cool or when we need to make something look interesting that doesn't play well on stage like like writing. writing. Um, How do we make writing look interesting? How do we make this courtroom look interesting? And it's like, oh, you you, just you put spin it, it you spin it around. You have a bunch of better. pointing and yeah, exclamation. Yeah. yeah, it's very it's very choreographed. And so like yeah, everybody points at the same time and they all like strike a pose. Yeah. And they yeah. hold that pose and for like Phoenix Wright thing. There's there's a pose for like two beats as the as the stage turns, and then they move and they strike another pose, which they hold for two beats as the stage continues to yeah. turn. And it does look really cool. It's just that they do that exact same thing 
over and over and over again for three hours. And it becomes <laughs> very obvious that that's the reason that uh, this is our one trick. <laughs> <laughs> Choreographers hate it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. It's, it's, I feel really shitty that like, it was like years. I finally got to watch it all, all I'm the youngest out of four, all of my siblings and all of their partners got to see it before me. My sister saw it. My oldest sister originally saw it. My only sister saw it when it was off Broadway, like even before I got onto Broadway. My cop brother got to fucking watch Hamilton before me. I mean, I'm not bitter. <laughs> um, I finally got to watch it yeah. and I was very thankful. And I don't want people to like walk away like, Elise is a huge bitch that didn't like Hamilton. And it's like, no, I love it. I love it so much. I just, I, I also studied and directed theater for a number of years. So there's just certain things that will like, I'm like, oh, okay, the, the Wednesday night was probably not like the best performance we could have seen. <laughs> like clearly like, you know, they're in like month, like eight or something of the tour and they're not fresh. You know what I mean? Like they're not fresh. Um, they're a little off. Uh, Angelica was a little pitchy. Eliza was a little pitchy. Um, they very clearly had to slow down the rap for the guy playing George Washington. Um, and I swear to God, I saw him look the conductor in the eyes and like, like, slow it down. And it's like, okay. And it's like, you know, cause you like, you'd listen to it and it's like, okay. They're like plucking it along because obviously he was hired for his voice and not because he can rap. Um, cause he can't, uh, in this particular, in particular production, um, to say nothing of the original Broadway cast. Um, other things that bothered me. Apparently, I'm just going to go on all of my rants about all the things that bothered me. I think it's really interesting when they edit national tours. And I was talking to a coworker of mine who saw both the same national tour that I saw and she saw it on Broadway. And she was like, yeah, when they do it in New York, like, they don't give a fuck. Like, they say every single curse word that's in there. You can hear it very clearly. They add a few, and because I was like watching it, I was like, I remember like listening to the OBC and being like, there's a lot of cursing in this. And as we were listening to it, I was like, well, I mean, they say motherfucker like twice. They say fuck, but like they cover up a lot of cursing. And I was just like, I wonder if this is like. Southern grandmas can't deal with it. But like the thing is, is like whatever you take on tour, I mean, that is the same fucking show that you do in like, you do that shit in Boston you do that shit in Virginia, you do it in Idaho and Minnesota. So like, you gotta, like, you gotta make it however you're going to fucking make it. You got to make it pal- palatable for like people in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, so they'll take three fucks, but not four. <laughs> and no more than two motherfuckers. Per <laughs> like if it's... we get to our third MF or I am walking out. Like, that's, that's what like every little Minnesota mom says. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, so I mean, like, that's like when you see it. And I'm pretty sure they changed the blocking of uh, there's a scene where you see Hamilton cheat on his wife, which if you have not seen the Catherine Ryan uh, bit on YouTube, uh, stand up comedy bit on that scene, it is fucking hysterical. Um, but basically, like, Mrs. Reynolds, like, once again, this is not spoiler alerts. It's it's fucking it's history. history. It's American history. Like, you should... <laughs> Were you awake for like the really sensational parts of a push? Mm -hmm. You should know what's going on. So um, Mrs. Reynolds like comes to the door and is like, hey, like elected official, my husband is abusing me and I don't have anywhere to turn because 
I don't have an ability to earn an income on my own and I'm not allowed to vote or have opinions. So like, can you help me out? And he's like, yeah, let's have sex. Um, because clearly this is, this is the trajectory that we should have people is helpless girls. And he, he even says like, my God, she looks so helpless, but her body is saying hell yes. To which Catherine Ryan replies, uh, her body is saying nothing to you. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking help her and get out. Um, so, but I'm I'm pretty sure they they toned down a lot of the blocking. Mm-hmm. I guess I think it's supposed to be like way more sexual um, than what we saw the other night. Um, you know she's a whore because she's in a red dress. Yep, um, that's what that means. <laughs> what else was it gonna mean, man? I, I saw mean, the Matrix. You know, clearly she wanted it. She was wearing a red silk dress. I mean, <laughs> like you don't just show up to that like. Alexander Hamilton's house and that and not expect a little Hamilton on the side. Um, you know, little ham. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's all about what little ham wants. Um, God. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure that scene had gotten like toned down for the tour. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. God, there was so many, there was times where I was like clenching and I was like, that's not the note that you're supposed to hit. Damn you, my beautiful hearing. No, I'm just a prick. I'm just I'm just an asshole um, who's complaining about Hamilton. Um, I don't know. Somebody else take over. I, I feel really bad now that I'm, like, complaining. So, so you have all these thoughts about Hamilton. You've been fascinated with the show since it first came out. Nick, what were your thoughts on this show? I liked it. It was, it was good. Uh, the, a lot of technical aspects. I was very... Uh, very disappointed that at the curtain call they did not shout out the tech crew and i'm like those guys carried you like they made this oh my god yeah Mm -hmm. like the tech like that show oh my god the lighting the lighting the fact that you have to have somebody rotating the stage the dressers who are changing all of the fucking because like even the chorus has like three and four costume changes like that show is so technical and and so interesting and it's yeah i did like how at the curtain call because i was thinking about it like as we were watching the show i was like i wonder what they're gonna do for curtain call if they're gonna do like the chorus like i wonder who's gonna have the last bow if it's gonna be alexander hamilton or if it's gonna be aaron burr because you can make a case either way that it's their show and instead like the lights go dark like eliza has the last line of the play or she has the last like solo of the musical the lights go out the lights came back up. They just all bowed together. They just like, they came to the apron. They bowed. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> you know what? Thank you. Because I feel like if this was Les Mis, we would still be there clapping those motherfuckers tonight. Yeah, because right, they would right be like, they would still be milking the goddamn bow. And no, <laughs> they didn't do that. They just, they all bowed together as a company and then left. And I was like, that's really nice. <laughs> That's it. And at that point, it was like it was like uh, eleven o'clock, 11 o'clock it's at night. N- not quite the length of Les Mis, yeah. which was like how I was trying to like describe it. I was like, it's like you know, almost a Les Misérables. Which, but it feels less because you know n- no one sings a ten minute long goddamn aria <laughs> from a coffin. <laughs> So, you know, it's a little bit more upbeat. Is, yeah. that, is that the now the new standard unit of time? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. One lay miss. It's one lay miss. Or it's um half it's like it's like with you, It's either a lay miss or a Lion King Jr. Right. It's uh I feel like that's a decent measurement for like musicals. It's kind of like with with movies. Um yeah. 
You don't listen to We Hate Movies, do you? Not I not like, in a long time. Uh, there's one there there's a constant like recurring thing where they they talk about if a movie is too long, they will measure it against how long it is compared to Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> so it's like it like a movie that has to set up magic powers, space wizards, galactic empires. If your movie is longer than Star Wars, it could be cut down. <laughs> what about Lord of the Rings? I feel like Lord of the Rings is the exception, but I feel uh, like for like a standard, you know, like a regular, like regular, action regular movie, movie. Yeah. yeah, like a regular, regular action movie. It really should. Lo- it yeah. should not be longer than Star Wars. I yes, feel like it's it, really good. But it could be Kroll, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, Crawl is exactly like Lord of the Rings in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. Um, I don't know that. I don't understand that question, and I refuse to respond to it. Um, what? What else? There were other. I don't know. Now, I, like, I shouldn't just sit here and nitpick. Go see Hamilton. Like, when it comes to you, go see it. Yeah, just it was. Go fucking see it. Go try to get a Hamilton lottery ticket. It's really, it's really fucking good. Like, like, that's the thing is like, for all of my complaints and all of my like, like, and, and then, and then Angelica really went, went sharp on that one note at the time in her solo and the whatever. Like, for all of my that, like, it is, it is a beautiful production. Everything is very well thought out. Even the rotating stage. Um, although it serves no dramaturgical purpose in the show, mm-hmm. but it's fine. It looks it's fine. cool. It looks cool. That's its purpose. Yeah. Um, everything in theater is designed to look cool. Like Aristotle said, the most important element is spectacle. I'm, I'm really struggling. <laughs> so okay. You, for those of you guys not, not paying attention at home or you're listening to this on your ride into work, um, that is not what Aristotle said. No. At, at all. No. Um, he actually, in fact, said emphatically least, said that the yes, spectacle is the least Everybody important Everybody knows what I Aristotle have... said about theater. <laughs> do they? No. Do they? Do, do the elements in order. It's Aristotle. <laughs> Aristotle. No spectacle. Monocles only. <laughs> Final destination. No items. Um... <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, the most important elements of theater, according to Aristotle: one, fox only; two, final destination; three, no items; <laughs> four, plot. Oh my god! Five songs. Oh shit! It's six. Wow, we're dum dums. Yeah. Um, it's the six Aristotelian yeah. elements of drama. It's. I think I'm thinking it was seven. Uh, spectacle, character. Oh, did you think you know them? Uh, yeah, it's a spectacle, character, plot. This is in no particular order because I can't remember. Spectacle, character, plot. Um, uh, you ready? Thought. Thought yes, is one of them. Thought is one. Um, spectacle, character, thought, plot. And there's two more. Yes. Um Sick ass pyrotechnics. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 sick ass spider robots. Um, no. Uh, okay, I give up. What are the other? Uh, I, will, I will kick myself because I will know them as soon as you diction. Say. Oh, diction, of course. And song. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Song or music, however you want to say it. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I said song earlier. I think that maybe yeah, I forgot. Forgot about song, but yeah. Um, those are the seven elements, or six, excuse me. Six, the six, six Aristotelian elements. One, two, three, four, five, six <laughs> <laughs> Aristotelian elements. Um, 
was a really bad riff on yeah, the ten, wasn't, wasn't ten dual commandments. Anyway. Which is also oh a God. really bad riff on the Ten Crack Commandments. Other but. things, I'm sorry, what, like a handful more things before we move on. <laughs> One, in the national tour, um, Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. I can't, look, you're not supposed to like go into Hamilton expecting historical accuracy, except for like the major oh, yeah. plot points that they hit. <laughs> but it did really bother me that Jefferson and Madison height. were the same fucking height. And it was funny because I were like, we were walking back to our car and I was like, didn't it bother you that Jefferson and Madison were the same height? And Nick was like, it didn't until it like, now now that you pointed it out, thanks for that. <laughs> now it's really bothering me. No, what because what was bothering me was every time uh, Jefferson was on stage, I'm like, he is way too charismatic and well-dressed to be Thomas Jefferson. Like, <laughs> like famously off-putting Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Historians think he might have been autistic. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. But he's like the most um, like, like jubilant like he's a twomp yeah he's this a, is this is a, a, a pop twomp. culture a for twomp? a twomp, twomp. twomp? To, a t- if you are a virginian you have heard of a twomp they're a typical Ooh. william and mary person oh okay um I mean, they're they're stuck up their own butt and they spend all day in swim library having massive panic attacks how many panic attacks do you think thomas jefferson had before he graduated from william I mean, and mary he had enough that he went to the other side of the state and founded his own university just so his children wouldn't have to go to william and mary <laughs> <laughs> listen recent william and mary grads uh that's what you need to do yeah. like 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 it's been, a, it's, it's been too long of a time <laughs> we need some people like you hate you like listen everybody hated their time at william and mary don't um, tell us you did you're lying you, yeah like yeah i know you're a little like person here being like actually i know you didn't okay no you didn't <laughs> that's just the alcohol um, <laughs> so so you need to just you need to band together with your other recent grads your recent millennial grads you need to find found your new college okay and go someplace else just go someplace, go someplace else far create your new your own new college it's like, all right it's like odysseus just walking yeah. inland with an oar until like no one knows what it is like you need to wear Wear a William and Mary sweater and walk <laughs> until someone asks you what university that is and found your university. <laughs> Just live there for the rest of your life. Um, you could probably get to Ohio. I yeah, think. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. So. <laughs> Man, this is for nobody right now. <laughs> this is for nobody. This is for the, no. This is for the one person who consistently listens That's to our true. podcast. Um, you're welcome. Anyway. Um, I loved watching it. Which is what it. she did, actually. Yeah. She did exactly my advice. She did. Um, good for her. So, so anyway, so, like, it's the national tour, but they're in Virginia, and I felt like everybody, everybody who's watching it is like, all right, guys, like, this is American history. This is what Virginia is about. Like, this is about the American Revolution. You know what took place here? The American Revolution. Yorktown. We got this. All right. And it was like everybody, I felt like everybody was waiting for their time to go, woo, and clap. And someone, (laughs) out of all of the things that were available where they talk about Virginia history, someone wooed the words Chesapeake Bay. (laughs) (laughs) The boats are in the Chesapeake Bay. Woo! Like, we know where that is. It might have been more than one person. Well, I mean, Chesapeake Bay. Why, that's the East Coast's largest estuary. Yeah. No, that's the world's largest estuary. Don't the doubt world's that. Largest estuary. <laughs> yeah, no. So it was like, okay. I mean, 
there's not a good place to clap during the Battle of Yorktown. And it's like, all right, like when, like, okay, they're back in New York, but like, when are we going to talk about Virginia again? Okay, guys, I mean, George Washington, J. Maddie, TJ, like they're all characters in this musical. And then finally, Thomas Jefferson has his opening number of the second act. <laughs> and that's when everybody was like, yes, Thomas Jefferson. And I was like, Okay, first of all, if we're going to claim a native son, we claim George Washington. We do not claim Thomas uh, James Jefferson. James Madison. Or Jay Maddie. Jay Maddie. Nat Turner. Yeah. Nat Turner. <laughs> Nat yeah. Turner. Yes. Thank uh, you. The, 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 wasn't there a president of Liberia who was born here? Yeah, I think I so. Think, yeah. <laughs> I think we could go with that one, too. Yeah. Anyway, if we're, like, like it, it, the point is, is Thomas Jefferson is, like, below Guar <laughs> on the list of, like, favorite sons of, of I mean, Virginia. I certainly killed fewer people. Yeah. So... So anyway, so like Thomas Jefferson comes on and everybody claps and then he's like, and then they sing like Virginia and everybody's like, yes, finally clap. That's right. <laughs> this musical, which takes place almost exclusively in New York City, is actually about Virginia <laughs> and all of the things that we contributed to America. Hells yes. <laughs> and it like got me thinking, I'm like, I wonder if there's like different places where, like, they have to, like, they know they have to stop and pause. Like, guys, we're spending this month in Virginia. Like, Liz, I know it's stupid. Yeah. But, like, after you, you say Chesapeake. When like, you say greatest city in the world, they're not going to clap. They're, nobody's going to clap. Nobody when gives you, a when shit. You, when Thomas Jefferson says, oh, I'm back in Virginia, stop. <laughs> you <laughs> need now, to hold. Now, the question is, do they have to, like... Like, oh, we're going to Rhode Island. We've got to throw in something about Rhode Island. I don't Island. know. Maybe, there, there are a few, like, little things there. Like, if they go to South Carolina, like, the, the guy that, uh, the member of the group of friends who goes down there and is, like, trying to, like, start slave revolts, like, yeah. do they have to pause there? I, like, when they go to Boston and they're like, and all these people dying in Boston, it's like, woo! <laughs> no, no, we did a lot of that! <laughs> It's South Carolina, Nick. Yeah. They have to cut that part out. That's true. Oh, that's the part of the national tour. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody gets to see. But um, I wonder uh, I wonder if the, the person that cheered at Chesapeake Bay was also at the Baltimore performance and cheered at Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> I would hope so. Woo! He's just a really big fan of bays. <laughs> He loves, he but loves like, And then after that, I was definitely watching it like, okay, is this like a thing now? It's just like every time, like when they say like an immigrant and two Virginians, are we going to also clap when they say that? Do we clap for James Madison? We, oh, the other thing the, that nobody the, distinctly clapped at, yeah. and it's very much a clap line, is, uh, is when they're, when they're talking, talking about, about the, the Federalist, Federalist Papers. Papers. Yeah. And they're like, John Jay, who's also a Virginian. Um, like John Jay, like got sick and only well, did eight, eight or whatever it is. And then like James Madison wrote only like 22 or something. And then Hamilton wrote the other 51 and he says it like you're supposed to clap. And because and everybody's then, like, then, but, but Madison, but Madison, Madison's the father of the constitution. <laughs> what you yeah. trying to say about like, J. Maddie? Yeah, huh? he only wrote like, 20. Like, and everyone there was probably just thinking the same thing as me. It's like, well, he only wrote 21 of the federalist papers, but you know, he wrote the constitution. He wrote the same. whole constitution. <laughs> Check your history, it's Aaron a, Burr. And sure. we have, we have him to thank for separation of church and state. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I distinctly remember an AP like, government. He took a lap on the federalist papers. <laughs> But, like, I distinctly remember in AP government, it was, like, 
I don't think we read any of the ones by Hamilton. I think we only read the ones by James Madison. And it was like, yeah, like Hamilton wrote some papers, but James Madison, he wrote framer the of the Constitution. And it was just like, because like if you, like, I swear to you, like, and my AP government teacher said this too. There are only two people. There are only two types of Americans that care about their state's history. Texas, because it was a state for like five seconds. Mm-hmm. And Virginians. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true though. I feel like Massachusetts, Massachusetts yeah. Probably. Massachusetts and California just by size. Yeah, but California, I mean like they go back to like eighteen forty nine and then before that they don't really want to talk there's about There's like there was nothing. Ignore the indigenous peoples <laughs> no, and like Spanish. the Spanish and Whatever, that's not important. Railroads. We're gonna start with railroads. <laughs> not those like, part of the railroads, though. Don't, don't look there. Uh, look you're looking too part. closely at the uh, the racism and yeah, how yeah. we imported a bunch of people ignore from China. That. Oh, is this Forget the that. Chinese Exclusion Act? Yeah, like let's ignore uh, that. Hollywood. <laughs> All right, kids, we're gonna learn about this. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was our Hamilton experience. Yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed um, it. But yeah, it does kind of make you wonder, like, did, did, were they warned? Yeah. Like, all right, guys. They probably like, knew, because they had been in Virginia by, for a while by the time we saw them. So I think I think the guy playing Jefferson knew, like, he, because he milked oh, that line. Oh, hell yeah. Like, he came out, and he was, like, trying to get the, the crowd riled up. And yeah. it was like, yeah, this is the state you're from. <laughs> it's like, yes, this we are from that right now. <laughs> we are from here, yes. <laughs> I love that. The guy who cheered the Chesapeake Bay. That will always be my favorite thing. Why? Why did you cheer? Loves himself some shellfish. If if you're listening, guy who cheered the Chesapeake Bay at the, like, December 18th performance of Hamilton in Norfolk, please contact us at Some Nerds Have a Podcast. You know what? We Our some nerds have an email at gmail.com. Now, that some nerds have an email at gmail.com. Like, please, we want to interview you on our podcast. Now that, well, you know, now that we've gotten this far, I feel like. I feel like we know who it was. I feel like we probably know the person who did because we ran, Elisa and I ran into several people that we know <laughs> after the performance and was like, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like. It was probably one of them. The Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> we we need to like email. We we'll, we'll contact them. We'll get them on the show. It'll be great. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think I'm done. I think I'm all Hamilton out. Are you Hamilton um, out? It'll I'm ready to- for the next craze that I am like years behind on, which is Hades Town, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go see Hades Town next. All right. Um, I actually am would like to go. See I that would one. fucking love to go see Hades Town. Um, you would know it because uh, Philosophy Tube covers covered these. Yeah, yeah. I, I. That's all I know about it. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> so that was one of the things that we did. Yeah. Um. What was the other thing that you did? We watched- no, we did nothing else. We, <laughs> Hamilton, Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton before Hamilton now Hamilton forever. Uh. Well, we watched some anime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alex, I guess we did that. Alex and I watched some anime. We did. We did. Uh, we finally we finished. finished Legend of Black Heaven. Yeah. Aw, congratulations. There yes, is no more. You. There is no more. I. That's all there is. There is no more. Unless you wanted to watch it in English. No, I think it would. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, what was like, this one about? This was the one with the ro- the aging rock star whose music, for some reason, py- powers a Death Star that the the aliens need to defend the Earth. Hard Rock Save the Space. Hard Rock Save the Space yeah. is the subtitle. Um. 
I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this before. I don't know. Like, now that we're finished with it, I thought I would have more to say, but it's like, I kind of don't. Like, it ends exactly the way that you expect it to end, having heard that description. It's just that it takes 13 episodes to get there. <laughs> Dude, what do you think? Okay, so what do you think it is saying about music? Other than the fact it's that it good. saved the space. <laughs> Music's good and you should enjoy it. Because I, you you talked about like this yeah. this weird back and forth it did well, between like follow your dreams, dreams and but... like support your family. I feel like they fall they fall into the follow your dreams thing, but it's still just like it's still very muddy, I feel mm-hmm. like. Cause like the wife eventually does come around at the end. But like the entire time I'm like, no, dude, like listen to your wife. Like I know what you're doing is very important. But, like, your wife is also home alone. She doesn't know where you are. You're off with this, like, like tall, blonde woman who is, like, easily 15 years younger than you. Like, she is 100% right in everything that she does. And then they just kind of sweep it all under the rug at the end. Mm-hmm. That, like, he could have just... And you were saying this when yeah. we were watching it. It's like, just show her the spaceship! Like, everybody everybody else, else is in the spaceship! Yeah, the, all the of your kids bi- see the spaceship. <laughs> Why can't she see the spaceship? I no, I don't know. She just can't. Yeah, it's just like it is so easy for that conflict to be solved mm-hmm. that it does not need to last for thirteen episodes. And I think I said when we first started watching it, like I felt like it was getting super repetitive because like the first like four or five episodes are just regular everyday like mundane thing. Oh no, space needs me. And he gets kidnapped by the aliens to go play his guitar. He plays his guitar, wife gets mad. And it, there's usually some like open door farce um, with the wife and the three comic relief aliens. And then that's the episode. Mm-hmm. Repeat for the first like four or five episodes of the series, and like no major developments, like until he's like, "Oh, this is actually serious, and I actually am fighting in space." And I'm like, "Did you not realize that?" No, he before? just he just thought it was like a, a fancy nightclub. Yeah, with no people. With no people. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's very strange. Here's the question that I had about it though, when I was thinking about this today. Mm-hmm. Which came out first, this or Fooly Cooly? Mm, I don't know. I Be- think this came out first. Oh, okay, because but... I was like, I I was assuming, like, thinking about it today, that it, it does kind of seem like something that is trying to cash in on something like Fooly Cooly. So maybe if it did come before it, and, like, maybe there was something else that was even before that, because it does feel like, an idea that somebody had that was based on something better. Hmm. Like, it's not bad, really. It's, like, very well animated, and, like, the characters are fun. It just, it feels like the story wasn't fully fleshed out. It's yeah. like, we have to fill 13 episodes with this. We, and, and I know I've said this before, but, like, when we talked about um, Troll Hunter. But I feel like this is another example of if this were like, like maybe an hour long like uh, OAV, I feel like it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. 
but the fact that it's like six hours of television right, <laughs> broken right. up into 30 minute episodes it's like there there it's there's too much stopping and starting and there's maybe like maybe if you're lucky you'll get like um uh 30 seconds of actual like advancement of the overarching plot right. or a 30 minute episode. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like it was, I'm glad I watched it. I don't know if I would ever want to watch it again. Like, I don't think it bears further watching mm-hmm. and it's probably not something that I would go out and say, Oh my God, guys, have you seen this yet? <laughs> um, the way that I often do with things that like really speak to me, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, I I um I like to look at it in like the context of other kind of anime of the time. Right. And it is very much of its time. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I kind of that's one of the reasons why I kept like wanting to come back to it because mm-hmm. I was like, well, maybe like and and there were things of it that did really grab me. I really did enjoy certain aspects of it, but Fooly Cooly was in 2003. Oh my god, was it really that late? Yeah. Uh, and when when was this? I don't when know. When was Legend of Black Adam? Um, my, my iPad, my tablet is very slow, so Legend I've been trying to pull this up. Legend of Black But, uh, uh... Legend of Black Heaven came out 1999. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. It was... It was fully okay. Like... I feel like there was some pacing issues. I feel like the message, if there was meant to be a message, was very muddled. Because, again, like, the wife is 100% right the entire time, but they try to frame her as, like, a nag. But it's like, no, you need to communicate with your wife, Koji. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to do what she's asking you to do. And I realize you are saving the entire galaxy, but, but tell her that. Tell her that. She there's no reason this needs to be secret. Yeah. Like there's literally the and if they even established a reason why it would need to be secret, that would be fine. Mm-hmm. But like once the kid finds out about it, it's like what the fuck are you keeping this a secret now, for? Now, while I was watching like that last episode, mm-hmm. I had a thought in mind. Okay. And a spin-off sequel mm-hmm. where the ending is different. He never comes back, and that kid grows up thinking his dad went off to go save space, uh-huh. and then grows up, and it's like a, an indie film about this kid coming to terms oh with his god. father. Oh my god! Actually, I would watch that. <laughs> that would be really good. Mm-hmm. That has that is actually like a hundred times more interesting. <laughs> Because in in the last episode, what's happening is basically the wife is going to leave him. Like, she she cleans out her apartment while he's gone, like, leaves divorce papers on the pape, on the table, and, like, leaves with the, with the son, who is assuming that he's going to come back, the victor of the day. Um, and I'm thinking, it's like, I know how this ends. It ends with, because I've seen it before. I yeah. know how this ends. She ends up going back, hears the recording on the phone, and goes into space with, you know, cheering them on. But what if that didn't happen? And what if Earth wasn't actually in peril? But what if he never came back? Yeah. And, like, that kid, you know, dad, <laughs> dad went off to get space cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it, it, every time we watch that episode, and I was just, I was telling Elise this the other day, mm-hmm. is like I will be like a complete blithering, like senile old man in a home somewhere. <laughs> oh god! And yeah. I will still remember for verbatim mm-hmm. entire episodes of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Uh-huh. And so every time we watch, we would watch that show. I would instead think about the episode, the episode of Space Ghost, where Space Ghost is married to Bjork, okay. and Bjork keeps calling into the show, and Space Ghost doesn't want to talk to her, <laughs> so he just comes up with reasons to not talk to her, and it's always a war in space, <laughs> aliens. What can I do? <laughs> And then, really, he just wants to go out back with uh, Zorak and break l- old light bulbs in the in the dumpster. <laughs> that was the greatest television show of all time. I don't know if it has that, it's, but it was pretty good. It's amazing. I don't know. It's it 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 hit me at just the right time in my life where I would watch it obsessively. Space Ghost is pretty good, but C Lab twenty twenty one though. Oh, C Lab's great too. I don't know. I saw C. I saw Space Ghost first, like because Space Ghost existed for years before they did the rest of the Adult Swim line lineup. Mm. Um, this space war. What can I do? Aliens. Um. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Legend of Black. I haven't. I, again, I don't really. I don't have much to say about it. That's quite fine. honestly. Like, we've we've talked a lot over the yeah. months that since I, we started. I felt like I would have more to say when it was over. Like, <laughs> oh, it's gonna end, and I'm gonna have all these thoughts, and now I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that they named the ship Zappa. I appreciated that. <laughs> um, but other than that, and then we watched a few Singleton episodes of things that you had never seen before, but are very near and dear to my heart. Um, we watched... Well, we watched one. No, we watched two. Did we? Because we watched a single... You you watched a single episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Well, well that's we right. That's right, we did, yeah. Because you I was like... Well, you were like, well, let's just watch the next episode that you were going to watch. And it was the middle of a two-part episode. <laughs> I don't care. It's that fine. was literally... The entire episode was two hands of poker. Uh-huh. And it was <laughs> the most intense thing in the world. Souls were on the line. Souls were on the line. Mm-hmm. George, and, and uh and Jotaro was playing without looking at his cards. Yep. <laughs> oh god. So what did you think of that? We didn't talk about it. Um, I mean It seems like a JoJo episode. Yeah, okay. But But I mean it's the first JoJo episode that you've ever seen, correct? Um Like you're familiar with JoJo for memes and like popular culture, I'm sure, but yeah. have you ever actually watched an entire episode all the way through before? I've not, no. Uh, I have seen, like, summaries of the first season, mm-hmm. but not anything in season two like this one. Um, I mean, honestly, it was... So, it was... It did a good job of holding the suspense about the cards. Right. Um, so, like, like, I can only really speak to one episode, this right. one episode I saw. Uh, so, it it did a good... Like, I this the whole time I was watching is like, well, is it because he's bluffing or is it because he's used his stand and nose it's and and here's the thing mm-hmm. even if you had watched the entire series yeah. it would still be that yeah because like they do show him use his stand and mm-hmm. then i feel like i think that was actually kind of a neat little thing for yeah. like even if you were coming in the middle of it and had no idea what the fuck was happening mm-hmm. it's like they say even though Star Platinum is super fast, it's not fast enough that I can cheat this guy. Mm-hmm. 
but he is doing all these other things. Like he's having Star Platinum like bring him drinks and stuff like this <laughs> in what might have been the funniest gag in that entire episode when he like Darby looks up and Jotaro just has this like big like frilly drink with an umbrella and it's just <laughs> and it's just like sipping through the straw and you can't see his face <laughs> because it's obscured in shadow. Yeah. Oh my god. That 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 was a really good episode. Like, for just a random episode in the middle of the series, I feel like that kind of tells you everything that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is about. Gotcha. Where it's just like, oh, like the it is a monster of the week show, shonen battle anime, mm-hmm. where the battle is very rarely. I'm the person who can punch the hardest, so I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. It's almost always. Here's this thing that has this stupid bullshit power that makes no sense. How do I build an episode around it? And more importantly, how do the good guys end up winning at the end? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, uh, Araki will come up with a crazy strong power and then like have to come up with a bullshit reason that the heroes actually won. And that is exactly what Darby the Gambler is. Mm -hmm. What is this? He's the world's greatest gambler, and his stand can steal your soul if you lose. Okay, cool. How do we win? Buh. (laughs) (laughs) And the answer is bullshit. (laughs) It is hilarious bullshit. Yeah. Um, did you watch any others after that one? Uh, no, I haven't. Would you, I, would you like to just slide it in the yeah, new slot? Yeah, we could totally left put it by... in the slot, because I, I wasn't sure if you liked it or not, so I wanted to see... I mean, it's not something that I'm, like, so invested in that I go back and watch the rest of the season. You might, but, as we go along. But it's something might. I wouldn't mind watching. It's something yeah. where it's like, if, if me watching gets you to watch it, because yes. I know you want to watch I it. I do want to watch it, and it's you... so hard for me to find time to watch it, because Elise hates it. So, if, if... <laughs> Me watching it with you on Tuesdays is what it takes to get yes. you to enjoy the thing that you want to enjoy. Then yes, I will do that. Cool. Um, and yeah, I, I just my favorite, my other favorite JoJo moment with like in, introducing it to somebody else or having someone else experience JoJo mm-hmm. is when I was in the middle of watching an episode of JoJo and Elise came in <laughs> in the middle, the very end of the episode, <laughs> and this was the exchange. Elise comes in and she says, "Is." Is that guy feeding poop to a baby? Yes. Yes, he is. Why? <coughs> the baby's evil. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> like, it was that and the fact that they killed the dog in the, the first dog. episode that I was like, I'm done. There are I sev- want to do this. There are several dead dogs throughout the 30 years of JoJo. Because in the words of the creator, how else could you know that the character is evil? He's got to kill a dog so you know how bad this person is. Because that is like the most irredeemably evil thing that someone could do is to kill an helpless dog. So it's like, all right, he does that, then he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Character development. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was, that was one the of thing. The... And then the other thing that we watched was, was uh, the very first episode of Gundam Wing. Yeah. So Gundam Wing, like. I don't know. It's something that I put on my my watch list on Crunchyroll because someone recommended it at NekoCon. But watching the first episode, I'm not sure that I would want to watch more, maybe. Like, I would give it another try for, like, another episode to see how well it goes on. 
But that first episode does not necessarily do a good job of hooking me. Yeah. The first, uh, every time I try to watch it with someone, that that's the same reaction. Mm-hmm. And I will be the first to admit that first episode sucks. Yeah. And, <laughs> it and sucks like, real bad. That's, that's some, uh, some bad takes on those, uh, those voiceovers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is mid 90s for the dubbing. I wanted to watch the dub purely because I've, I watched this show when it was on Toonami mm-hmm. back in the day and I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And so like the first few, I, I think I missed the first few episodes in the first run through. Like I didn't watch every single one. I would like catch, I would like try to watch it every day, but there would be some days that I had like after school stuff and I would get home after it would come on. And so I would miss it. Um, but man, like it gets so much better. Mm-hmm. Like that first episode it, it has to set up what this series is about. And I think the important thing about this is that it is this, this ain't your daddy's Gundam. Um, I, I, cause the more that I know about the Gundam series, the more that I feel like that's what Gundam wing was trying to be. Okay. Cause, cause it was, it was I, the middle of the edgy nineties. Mm-hmm. And so this Sonic, the Hedgehog was Sonic, on top. Yeah. Sonic, the Hedgehog was on top of the world. Um, much like today. Um, but the the important thing to keep in mind is like like the original Gundam series, it's like it's got good guys and bad guys, but ultimately the series is about like war is bad, mm-hmm. even though it is also about war is bad, but go out and buy all these cool like war toys mm-hmm. that we we're selling. Be, like look at the Gundam doing this cool stuff. Don't you want to buy your own Gundam? Isn't mm-hmm. it cool? But you shouldn't think it's cool because it's a machine of death. Right. Like, that's the first Gundam series, which for the 1970s is, you know, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So the 1990s, it's that same idea of war fucking sucks. And it sucks for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, like it sucks for soldiers. It sucks for civilians. It makes, it turns innocent people into monsters. But here's the twist. This ain't your daddy's Gundam. Our, our main character, he's a terrorist. Like, and they make no bones about it. Like, Hero is fucking scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have to establish that as much as possible in the first few episodes. And then it's like, he's not a very interesting character. Yeah. Like, like can like, we give him more like development, please? Mm-hmm. And they do. Okay. Like the series, it's a, it's a, a 49 or 50 episode series mm-hmm. plus the endless waltz mini series, which is, I think one of the best anime OAVs ever, like still to this day. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, but no. you have to watch the rest of the series, Friendless Waltz, to make sense. Okay, is kind of the problem with it. Um, and it does it. It starts off really slow, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of character development, and so they need to like establish the characters yeah. for who they are like, at like the start. Helmet guys too, like pilots have more development in the first episode than the the hero does yeah yeah because again they establish him as he's he is not amaro no noble brave amaro i don't no. know who that is but okay. he's the main character of the original gundam ah, series gotcha. um so amaro's like this oh gee willikers i'm gonna i'm the only one who can pilot the gundam i guess i'm gonna have to save the day kind of a character like again he gets more development as that series goes on because like there's a fucking million Universal Century Gundam stories, and Amaro's in a lot of them. But that's kind of how he starts off. 
Hero is the very first thing that he does, the very first choice that he makes as a character is, oh, a, a civilian shuttle is in my way. I should shoot it down so I don't have to slow my descent. Like, but he doesn't. Though. He doesn't. But he he he's not for lack of trying. <laughs> and so it's like that's who Hero is. He's not a good person. Mm -hmm. So it's like, who do we root for in this series? And then like as it goes on, it's like, Catra seems nice. No, Catra's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a good guy at first. How about? How about Duo? Oh, Duo did some bad things. What about the little rich girl, though? The little rich girl? She's she's probably the most interesting character because she, again, she starts off terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I hate Relina in the beginning of the series as, like, yeah, poor little rich girl. Um, but she also gets a really interesting character arc. Mm -hmm. Um and like and the villains do too cuz there's like a little bit in the middle of the series where it's like are the villains actually the good guys of this like at the beginning of the series like Zex and um uh that's helmet guy that's helmet guy yeah. and i can't remember i'm the god i'm blanking on the other character's name now but the the two the 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 leaders of oz are like oh man this this shadowy like secret organization within the alliance and the alliance is bad so these guys must be even worse they're trying to bring about third impact and, and then like <laughs> yeah kind of and then the series goes on it's like am i supposed to be on their side am i supposed to think that they're right mm -hmm. and the answer is, it's I'll, I'll tell you what it becomes mm -hmm. it becomes metal gear solid 3 for a little bit okay um in terms of who's on whose side right now why are people doing what they're doing like like we're supposed to like the boss right but the boss is the boss of the game so we don't like her but we like her because she's right like that's mm -hmm. kind of what gundam wing ends up becoming and and is there a revolver also lot with chronic backstab backstabber disorder Kind of. Kind of. I mean, it's been... I don't, haven't, don't, don't spoil it. I that. haven't seen it for a long-ass yeah. time, but there are, like, some plot beats in this series that I'm, like... That I still think about, and it's, like... I can't believe that this was on a television show that was on an after-school cartoon block. Because mm -hmm. I remember watching it as a kid being, like... This is complicated, and it <laughs> doesn't make me feel good, but I kind of love it. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I, I absolutely do think that it's worth another, like, <laughs> give it a few episodes. The first few episodes are really not great, but they are needed to build up who these characters are so that you can understand how war fucks all of them up. Because um, nobody comes out of this, like, completely unscathed. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and again, Endless Waltz. Endless Waltz is one of the greatest things ever. Mm -hmm. um, and and the Endless Waltz, the, the, the line explaining that title is like poetry. Mm -hmm. In motion. It, it's, it so perfectly describes like the themes of the series mm -hmm. that I, I don't want to spoil it. All but right. just, yeah. Well, we did watch the first episode of Gundam Wing. We did. Um, 
We also watched uh, a, an anime that I think that you slept through, which was uh, Flying Witch. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I was look, I was paying attention to it. I was following it. And it just wasn't. It wasn't Gundam Wing. No, it was. I don't know. It wasn't really my taste. It wasn't really my speed. And I feel like there's like I was currently having... eight thousand animes that are exactly this show. <laughs> Cats in the Christmas tree. And, I was and uh, the silver spoon. I, I don't know. I was having a, a pretty stressful week. Yeah. And so I wanted something that was calm and relaxing no, and fair. not really high stakes. And so that's that's what I put on. And I I thought maybe you had been having a stressful week too, but uh, it's not. I guess we deal with stress in different ways. Yeah, I think so. That's probably a fair mm-hmm. assumption. Yep. What I did do though on my own, or mm-hmm. not really on my own, with my sister. Um. We finished watching all of uh, Samurai Champloo. Oh. Okay. Have you seen that? I've watched the... F- I bought the first DVD set when it first came out. Because mm-hmm. I was a big fan of um, Cowboy Bebop back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's another anime by the people who made Cowboy Bebop. And I I don't know. I watched the first one and it didn't really grab me. And, of course, this was back in the day where, you know... If you were if you wanted a series, you had to commit like, you know, thirty dollars for a DVD with six episodes. Yeah, you know, like Back like buy the entire that. series that way. Box set or fuck you two hundred dollars. Bulgarian like, streaming sites or but not not in the days of like not in the early two thousands. <laughs> streaming didn't exist. That's true. Like this is what I'm saying. Like so like I liked it, what I saw of it, mm-hmm. and then like it came on Cartoon Network later, but. I was like, eh, not really wanting to, like, follow it. Like, it didn't really have the drive to, so. I mean, I I would I would recommend it. I, yeah. I did enjoy watching it. Um, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's, uh, it's set in a, it's set in, what is it, um, like, Tokugawa era Japan. Mm. Uh, and, however, there are elements of anachronism where like yeah. like hip-hop music like hip-hop music and like roving bands of like uh beatboxing ronin who will hold like their samurai swords up to them like microphones <laughs> and, um yeah it's it's great it's fucking great so is it is it uh japanese uh hamilton is that we're coming full circle <laughs> it's a hip opera. um <laughs> No, but it's it's got like Japanese Hamilton. <laughs> His name is Japanese Hamilton. His name is Oda Nobunaga. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, the the primary crux of the story is between three characters that kind of meet together. Um, Mugen, who is from the Rukian Islands and is kind of like a criminal <laughs> or <an> underworld <laughs> kind of character. Spike Spiegel. Kind of, he has less class than Spike yeah. Spiegel. He's like if Spike Spiegel was like a soccer hoodlum. Yeah. Um, there is uh, Jean, who is a disgraced uh, like samurai duelist, um, and these two characters are like the best swordsmen of their particular like class, uh, and they're held together by uh, God, what's her name, Mu. I think, um, like I said, last time I saw yeah. it was when like the first DVD came out. But anyway, years ago, uh, who is a um, like a, a young teenage girl, not like young, but like whatever, 
um, who is trying to, who sets them on a quest to find a samurai that smells of sunflowers. And it goes from there, and basically every, each episode is kind of kind of self-contained with a few, like, two-parters um, that eventually end up finding out what that's all about. But, like, the, the main thing of the story is that these characters don't seem to have a whole lot of interest in each other's backstories, but those backstories have interest in them. So the kind of what they're running away from will eventually kind of catch up with them on the run. But they have these different hijinks along the way. Um, I was watching with Lily, uh, my sister, um, and uh, she's also a fan of Cowboy Bebop. Mm -hmm. And there were a few episodes near the end um, where she was commenting on how, like, there'd been, like, a big, like, plot-heavy episode where it's, like, like the backstory of both, like, Mugen and Jean had, like, come up to hit yeah. them. And then they do a goofy one. And then they do an episode where they're playing baseball with Americans. Yeah. Yep, that's uh, Cowboy Bebop. That, uh, <laughs> that is exactly how Cowboy Bebop's yeah. based. Yeah. Which we still haven't finished. Yeah, we like, need we to finish. We started watching that years ago, and I think we got to, like, the next to the last episode and then stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh... But yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, it I don't think it was as good as Cowboy Bebop. Now I will say I haven't watched all of Cowboy Bebop. Oh, um, I've watched a lot of it yeah. here and there, but if not like just you, watching it in order. Have you watched? Okay, have you at least watched the entire Spike and Vicious saga, like through the like the last few episodes? I don't think so. No, Holy like shit. like what happened is I would catch it on Adult Swim at yeah. like at random times at night, and so I would never be like watching it we could add that i've got the entire series on blu-ray and i have the movie yeah we could do <laughs> like that add that into the rotation we could add, add that in um but i will always watch through cowboy bebop again yeah possibly uh we also have kingdom to keep watching we didn't end up watching kingdom last time yeah i just wasn't uh, i wasn't feeling kingdom for so. whatever reason it was it's good mm -hmm. i want to see how it turns out i just like that week was not not what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, maybe maybe we'll watch Cowboy Bebop. And maybe you'll watch uh, Samurai Shampoo. I, I watched it on Funimation. I'll, like I said, I'll give yeah. it another shot. Um, the main reason I didn't watch it back in the day was because I, like, I thought the first few episodes were interesting, but it didn't hook me enough to want to keep shelling out money for buying DVDs because yeah. that was my only option at mm -hmm. that point. Yeah, Funimation, you watch it for free with ads. Mm. You know, yeah. yeah. But anyway... So I think that's really, that's not true. I have been wa almost finished with Legend of Korra. Okay. Um, I'm on like this. I've got like the last half of season four. Um, there are four seasons of that show. There are four seasons of that show. Shows how little I paid attention after <laughs> season one. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I'm almost done with that. I won't talk about it because yeah i still need to watch it you still need to watch it and yeah if you'd like to borrow the, the blu-ray i would again, love to borrow the blu-rays yeah. at some point yeah it's not mine yeah so if you're gonna borrow it watch it yeah um but yeah so that's that's what i've kind of been up to really uh other than a bunch of other stuff uh, in my you know playing playing paradox interactive games for the 70th time <laughs> which ones are you playing now i'm playing hearts of iron uh, four with the Kaiser Reich mod. Okay. You were exp expressing an interest in that the other day. Yeah, I've just been, for some reason, I've been getting a lot of, like, Facebook ads about, um, about it. I 
I appreciate Paradox Interactive games mm-hmm. for what they are, and I love alternate history. But I cannot play uh, Paradox Interactive games because they stress me out too much. <laughs> they stress you out. Yeah, resource like resource management games mm-hmm. always stress me out. Like, even if I think they're great ideas and if I love the universe, it's still like I can't. I just can't because mm. like if I fuck this up, because it's like I like games where it's like I can fuck up and then die and then go back to a spawn point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't like games where it's like I fuck up and then it's like 60 plus hours to undo that fuck up. <laughs> or I just have to start a new game. You know you what might, I mean? Like, you might like uh, Crusader Kings 2. I play Crusader Kings 2. Yeah. I, 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 like I said. Because that's a game where like if you fuck up and your character dies, as long as you have a kid. But time keeps moving time forward. Time does keep moving I'm forward. not doing a perfect but you've run. Got, you like, over, you've got over a thousand years of that game. Like, like but, but this is but this is why I like Dark Souls because like I fuck up and die and everything just goes back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. But the progress that I made, like like maybe not the, a thousand, I, the items that I found, I get to still keep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I can act like I didn't screw up, but I have all the things that I got. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the kind of stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, even with like um, something like uh, Death Stranding, which I still haven't beaten, but I I played a little bit more of it. Mm-hmm. It's getting to the part where that game is getting, like, difficult for me, which is weird because I was doing so well with it for so long. Um, but it's like, oh, shit. I, like, completely fucked that up. Now I'm going to have to go all the way back. I, and there was, like, a couple of times where it's, like, I thought I was making progress and I realized, like, I fell all the way down this cliff with the supplies that I was carrying. And... I, like, couldn't figure out a way back up because I had too many supplies to carry in one go up the rope. And so I'm just like, quick load. Mm. (laughs) Go back to the save point. Let's not go down this route. So there's there's been a tradition, I guess, in our friend group for the past couple years in winter on snowy days. We'll all load up Stellaris and play like a group game of that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will play if you want to play like Bridge Simulator or something like that again. Absolutely. <laughs> Artemis Starship Simulator. Ar- yeah, Starship Simulator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, good times. Absolutely, I will do something like that because that is like very low stakes. I can just sit at my station, <laughs> sit at the helm, and steer the ship, and that'll be fun. You be the captain sometime. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's and like I said, I've I've been playing. Uh, sorry, were you? Uh, what were we talking about? I mean, I brought up I brought up Kaiserreich. Right. Yeah. So yeah. how has that been going? Uh, it's been going all right. I've been playing as Brazil, um, trying to to spread syndicalism to the rest of the world. Cool. Cool. Um, so it's as it should be. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the second Weltkrieg has gone off, uh, but. Uh, I'm not really involved in that yet. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm eyeing Argentina suspiciously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's just like... Because you, you, would, you would ask like what it was, what Kaiserreich yeah. was, and it's essentially an alternate history that if Germany won World War Two. Yeah, World uh, War One. World War One. Yeah. Uh, no, if Germany won World War Two. Um, <laughs> That's not as good. But if Germany won World War One, according to the premise of this. Uh, alternate history you have 
like leftist uprisings in Western Europe, uh, and the kind of like the Russian Empire is like not the Russian Empire, but it's like the the Kerensky government survives, mm-hmm. um, and so it's kind of a weird reversal of of the Cold War parallels. Uh, but you know, it's it's kind of an interesting look at what if this, but. There are some people that criticize it, saying that it's too kind of wank. Uh, however, they have been trying to fix it with uh, recent patches with a lot of research going into it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm very, very excited to see what happens next uh, with the China update. I've been waiting because China, China has been seriously neglected. Um, they have basically ported over what was from the original uh, Darkest Hour mod mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Hearts of Iron 2. Um, and they just like kind of left it at that for China. But China's complicated, guys. Like, I don't know if you know this, but China during the 20s and 30s is fucking, it's fucking complicated. Um, so, you know, they've, they've been seeing a lot of progress from that and hopefully, you know, get to get to play as like, I don't know, Sichuan province or something like that. Nice. <laughs> Try to unify China. Um, I've been playing some games, too. I've been like I said, I've been playing uh, Death Stranding. I'm still have not beating beaten it. But because I, when I've been sitting down recently, I'm just like, do I want to advance the plot or do I want to build a network of zip lines so I don't have to climb up any more mountains? You want to build zip, zip lines. lines. <laughs> <laughs> so I built, I built a whole bunch of zip lines and I'm like, this is great. I can like, I can deliver cargo between all these points really quickly. Let's do that for three hours. <laughs> Sounds like you're avoiding your responsibilities I, of playing the game. You know... No, I'm not because I'm delivering cargo. Okay, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, I'm I'm actually You're building the bridges. Game, I'm playing the game that in the way that Hideo Kojima uh, uh, thinks would be a good way of playing it because I'm playing it just like Pat and the guy who play uh, who composed the score for the game watched Pat's Let's Play and said that he was playing it exactly the way that Kojima intended. Oh, good. So I am I am fulfilling Koji's vision. I'm fulfilling the dream of the boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, bringing it back to Metal Gear Three. Uh, no, but I've I've been really enjoying that game, and now I've finally gotten to like the last like third of it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm to the West Coast, <laughs> as far as the first group of people that went west mm-hmm. in, in the game's universe ever got. So I'm like, shit. I'm going to be wrapping this up soon. But apparently there is an end game where I can go back and keep building bridges, keep building bridges, keep building zip lines, keep delivering cargo between the same three people in the mountains using my, my amazing zip line network <laughs> um, and finish building the goddamn roads. Cause like I don't have all the roads in the game, like the center part of the game built because they cost so many resources. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there are some there are some uh, preppers that I still need to find. Like, there's areas of the map that I haven't filled in yet because there are hidden characters. Mm. Um, is Hideo Kojima one of them? I think he is. Of course he is. Um, but I know that the head of... I can't remember if it's Sony Computer Entertainment or, like, Sony of America or someone like that mm-hmm. is, a game, is a character that I have found. <laughs> um, and he's the collector. And he's called that because he collects classic video game consoles. Oh, okay. And the first quest you can get for him is delivering a whole bunch of original PlayStations. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I'm serious. Um, 
And he he's fucking hard to find. Like where he lives like in a canyon on a ridge. So it's like if you don't know what you're looking for, you cannot find him. <laughs> the first time I got to him, it's like I didn't have the only climbing gear I had was like um the uh the ropes and there's rock all around where he is, so you can't put the spike in mm -hmm. like you need a ladder and i didn't have one so i'm like guess i'm just gonna jump down this canyon and hope i don't die <laughs> and i did and it worked so and then when i when i uh gave him the playstations he was like oh i want to get on the network so he joined the chiral network and as soon as he did there was sure enough a ladder leading back out again so i <laughs> was i was good then no oh, good um but then i've also downloaded um titanfall 2 because that game is the only is the free game uh, this month on PlayStation Network. Uh, have you heard of it? Have you seen it? Uh, I've I've seen it in the vein of like, here's a bunch of like gun shooting games mm -hmm. that I have no interest in playing. So it's it's a good one. I don't know. I I am a big fan of like first person shooters. Mm -hmm. I guess it's because like instead of I, I feel like your first, like, computer game was, like, Age of Empires or Civ. It was Civ. Okay, it was Civ there we go. Actually, no, technically it was Battle Chess, but, yeah, yeah. it's Civ 3. Okay. Mine, my first one that I spent a lot of time with was was Quake. Okay. That was, like, a real one. Or maybe Chex Quest, technically, but still. Um, and so, like, I've got a place in my heart for, for first-person shooters. And I think modern first-person shooters kind of suck because they're all, like just gray modern military shooters. Mm -hmm. But Titanfall, I've heard a lot of good stuff about it and I've been wanting to check it out for a bit. Um, and now that it's on PlayStation, like the free one on PlayStation Network, I'm finally downloading it. Um, it is far in the future and you're a rebel force against some like evil, I can't quite tell what their politics are. I think there's some sort of corporation, but I'm not far enough in the game to tell yet. Um, that's like trying to quash the rebellion government, government corporation. Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. Ba I mean, basically it's the point where it's that far in the future where these things are like the same. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have these giant robots with, with basic AI called Titans. And your character is just a basic infantryman who wants to be a pilot for these Titans. Like if you're playing the, um, so the first game I never had interest in because it was only multiplayer and, I do like multiplayer games from time to time, but generally speaking, I want a good single player story experience. The second game has a story, mm -hmm. which is why I was more interested in the second game than the first game. Um, and in the story, your character is a rifleman in the infantry for this rebellion who wants to be a pilot for a Titan. And so he's doing the training for it. And that's what the game starts off is you are with a pilot who was like, okay, I think you got the chops to maybe be a pilot, so I'll run you through some of the AI simulations. And as you're doing that, the ship gets attacked, um, and you have to go, like, you get deployed, and the, the pilot who was helping you out um, gets killed off. And so, in, in as he is dying, he gives command to his Titan to accept you as his new pilot. And so, like, that's the plot, is you're separated, you're off from the game, it's just, it's you and your AI robot buddy. Um, and the way that, the the thing that is impressive to me about this game, I played a game many, many years ago, 
uh, called Shogo Mobile Armor Division, um, which is a Western-made game, but it is based off of, like, giant mech anime. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that giant mech in that game, that game fucking ruled. <laughs> when you were the pilot, it was kind of slow. Mm-hmm. In this game, they did such a great job of balancing those two things. Because mm-hmm. when you're in the mech, woo, I'm in a giant robot. I'm walking around like all these little guys can't hurt me. I'm going to find other giant robots. This is cool. And then you get to parts where it's like, oh, I can't go through here. You're going to have to disembark and go open some doors. All right. So you disembark. Woo! I'm a pilot on my own. I get to jump around. I can wall run. I can sneak up. I can turn invisible. So it's like both of those things are so much fun on their own Mm -hmm. that like, but even when you're playing one, you kind of still miss the other. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I'm in the robot, I'm like, yeah, I'm shooting missiles everywhere. This is great. I kind of wish I could wall run, but I can only do that when I'm a pilot. And then when you're the pilot, I'm like, yeah, I'm running around still, like, but tricking all these guys, juking them around. They can't see where I'm at. I kind of wish I could just squash them, though. So it's brilliantly designed. And mm-hmm. that's like, it's just fun. Okay. It's so like, like Death Stranding is the game that I've been playing when I can sit and like all right i'm gonna plan stuff out i'm gonna do some runs i've got like three hours to kill what am i gonna do i'm gonna build a network here i'm gonna connect this person to the chiral network i'm gonna advance this story element cool and then with when i'm like how much time do i have i've got 30 minutes before the next thing i need to go do let's boot up titanfall (laughs) let's go run around on the walls woo um so i've been having a blast with that game too and it's really old um, and it's one of these games that I've been hearing about for a long time and everybody who plays it bemoans the fact that nobody plays it because the best part of it is apparently the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And this, the, the, the story I've heard is very short because basically the story serves as this is how you play multiplayer. Uh-huh. Here is how you understand the game elements. Um, so, uh, were there some friends of ours that play Titanfall 2, or is that a different game? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I, I know that um, Super Beast mm-hmm. talks a lot about it. Gotcha. Which is why, because, like, Wooly at one point found it for, like, $4 mm-hmm. at a Best Buy or something. And so he's like, everybody go out and buy this game so I can play it again. Because <laughs> I want to play multiplayer again, and nobody's on the servers. <laughs> but now it's free. So, like, okay. I don't know. There might the, the, They might be finding new life, which would be great. Because the people who made it also made Apex Legends, which, like, blew up really huge. But it's like, well, this means there's never going to be a Titanfall 3. But now that Titanfall 2 is free, maybe. Maybe there will be enough of an interest now that people don't have to pay for it. That they're like, oh, this game was great. Could I have a sequel, please? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. But speaking of fun multiplayer games with friends... We played a fun multiplayer oh, game with friends. Oh, we did a board game. Yeah. I was like, "What do we play?" Well, yeah, not not just yeah. a board game, which we we already talked about, Mysterium. Oh yeah, we played uh, Jackbox. Oh yeah, Jackbox is a lot of fun, and then it was really funny because like the next night his sister was throwing a party, and, and we ended she up was playing... like, "Oh, I want like," and she brought it up too, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you should get this one because it was the one that we played last night." <laughs> and so we played more Quiplash. Oh, nice! Um, and I won one of them. Yay! Yeah. And uh, I won another. I actually won. Of... I, did I win two? 
I think I won a round of Quiplash and a round of Murder. Um, yeah, murder and I read, I won the other round of Quiplash with oh, my yeah. New Jersey. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was like, what do you, what do you least want a to, cruise a, ship to, uh, captain to say? Yeah. To, you, yeah. If you look off to the port side of the ship, you will see. I said New Jersey. <laughs> It's a lot of fun to, to just be with friends and, and do something like that. That's definitely going to be a game that I have to get for myself for just like a night when I have people over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're too inebriated to do something that requires Yeah, thought. that was New what Year's I really appreciated about. Maybe, New Year's Eve is we coming have up. no idea what we're doing for New Year's Eve We got Eve no yet. plans. We got plans for New Year's Day. Or at least. Shit. Yeah, we do. Don't we? We do. I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We'll have to talk to the people we have plans with New New Year's Day if we're just like combining New Year's Eve with New Year's Day and just like sleeping in a pile again. <laughs> but, you know, we'll have to figure that out soon. All right. Well, but yeah. A lot of fun. Do recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh oh, Star Wars is coming out. Like Star Wars is out as we speak. Okay, right? guys. No. 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 What? Cats. Cats. Cats? Fucking cats is in theaters there's a cat right here and it's like i'm petting we, it. we need to not like okay yeah star wars the star war the war in the stars is happening now fuck that fucking cats look is on the big screen and and we need to get drunk and watch it and i'm trying really hard and i really want to see it because it looks so terrible and apparently last night was like the screener so now like just all the reviewers npr NPR. You know how like NPR is known for being very like middle of the road. Mm. They're very like centrist. Yes. They said cats should be spayed. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't had like a hot take like that since what? Like the Clinton years or the Bush years? I feel like I feel like Terry Gross (laughs) has made a burn about uh, about somebody in the Trump administration. Oh, yeah. But but they they were like cats should be spayed. And now I'm like, I have never wanted to see a movie more. I have only seen terrible things. Everybody, people are saying it's like something out of Lovecraft. Like, <laughs> like apparently Ian McKellen chews the scenery and like licks a bowl of cream with all of like his Shakespearean gravitas. So like, no, we're not going to fucking talk about Star Wars. We're not going to talk about something as trait and as basic and as pedestrian. <laughs> and I hate cats. Like you have to understand. I love, I love my actual cats. I hate Cats the musical. Mm-hmm. It is a terrible fucking musical. I really need to get drunk and watch Cats. <laughs> like, we need to go to one of those movie theaters where they let you buy booze. Yeah. And just, that's how I saw Les Mis. It was great. I laughed through the entire third act. <gasps> I dreamed a dream. I actually, yeah, no, I started losing it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I am not a good person. So we cats cats cats. I am ending this pedestrian stupid conversation I mean, about Star Wars. I'm, and we're gonna talk about cats. We're I, gonna get drunk. We're really, gonna watch cats. I can't really talk about Star Wars yet because I haven't seen it. Right. I just want to point out that we will probably be talking about it the next time we record. Probably. And we're gonna talk about fucking cats. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm, I've got like my my Christmas day. Right. Hanukkah. My my Christmas day Jewish Christmas is tied we're watching to Star Wars, tied to Star Wars and then cats. <laughs> Okay, here's here's my here's my all, third suggestion. Also, cats, knives out. Third suggestion: oh, Little knives Women. Out. Kni- I do want to knives see. out. Oh, I want to see Little Women. Uh, in, in order of what I would like to see, cats. <laughs> no, for me, it's uh, it's pr- I mean, probably Star Wars, just out of a sense of obligation, because I want to yeah. see what happens. I'm 
I am convinced that it's not going to be as good as The Last Jedi because it's back to J.J. Abrams, who isn't as interesting of a filmmaker. But I still want to see how it ends. So Star Wars, then Knives Out, and then Cats, only out of a sense of like, like when you're on the when you're on the interstate and you see a car accident <laughs> and you slow down just to see what that's about. Like that's kind of the level of interest where I'm like, I yeah, shouldn't. This is a, a I shouldn't a, because I'm causing more traffic to happen by doing this. I just can't stop myself. What is Knives Out? Knives Out. Um, it's the uh, it's a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a murder mystery farce with um a million people. Uh, but it's all about like like Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig and, like, doing a, a like a Southern accent apparently. Yeah, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Uh, or Chris no? Evans is in it. Uh, every white actor yeah. is in this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Michael Shannon is in it. Uh, Don Johnson, uh, Christopher Plummer, but basically it's, uh, oh, Ricky Lindholm is in it. Damn. Um, from, uh, from, uh, fuck, what is it? Like another period and, um. Oh, shit. What is um, the other? She's in, um. Garfunkel and Gar- Old. Oh, yeah, she's Garfunkel. Yeah, she's Garfunkel. So the the IMDb summary, Alex, if you haven't seen it, is the t- detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an extensive, eccentric, combative family. Um, and it is directed by Ryan Johnson and wrote by Ryan D- Johnson, who wrote and directed Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And also Brick, which is an amazing movie. And I don't know who in this room has seen it because I think it's something that I recommend every few months. <laughs> but I can't remember who has actually followed me up on it. I don't know. Have you seen Brick yet? No. At least have you seen Brick yet? Mm-mm. We should watch Brick too. Um, I think it's on Netflix again. But Brick Brick is the movie where uh, it is a hard-boiled detective story that's set in a high school. Yeah, I really want to see that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. I think that's I think that's a podcast. I think that's a podcast. Now I got to go downstairs and compile and edit this stuff. (laughs) Um, but thank you all for listening. Uh, we've been some nerds have a podcast. My name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And thank you all. And good night. Go see a Star Wars. Go see some cats.